Welcome to the Yeshiva Shalmayla. This is David Lichtenstein. What a sad time for Klal Yisrael. We're going to have this week the Torah outlook, what's our responsibility. Our first guest will be Reb Shmuel first, the renowned Paisik and Rav from Chicago. And he's going to be discussing, should we be sending Bachram back to the yeshivas? And our daughter says, seminaries in Eretz Yisrael. Somebody told me he weren't in Patterson, and Rabbi Swerdloff said, none of the Bachram are going back this month. Un, I didn't check this out, but is what he said. Well, well what wasn't Rabbi first has to say about it? Can a doctor go to Eretz Yisrael to help the war effort? Is he allowed to put himself at risk? How can we help the war effort here in America, what we should be doing? Here in Eretz Yisrael, he's going to learn... And we need schutzim. Anything we need is schutzatayra. Of course, this, the army is going to fight, do whatever they can. We have to realize the only way we'll win this Mohammed is a schutzatayra. No other way. And if they learn there, we need as much schutzim as possible. They learn better there, we have more schutzim to win this war. We're going to have Prabharan Lapiansky, the Rosh Hashiva of Silver Springs. How do we show empathy with the Yidden Eretz Yisrael? How we should be acting in these times? Should we be toning down our simchas and lifestyles? We make a kiddush every week in Shul. How do we make a kiddush when you have hostages, you have young boys massed on the border of Gaza about to invade, and you know that there's Rechbon Otsvan, he's street-to-street fighting, there's going to be a lot of karbanas over there. How should we improve? What message should we be taking out of this? Our lack of empathy is because we don't give it time to think about it. So if we're misboning, if we take a minute, during Smakoleno, a minute before Smakoleno's time, to think about the people in Israel. And to me, the biggest, the, 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 the thing that arouses the greatest in Israel is the family that an 18-year-old boy is in Gaza. I, I, you know, we, we, when we send our 18-year-old to Israel, we bite our nails, this, that, the other thing, to send an 18-year-old into Gaza with tens of thousands of people ready to shoot him, and he's going through, through you know, a Gehenna. And the family has to sit like that week after week after week. We'll have from Eretz Yisrael, Reb Chaim Tzvi Senta, the Rosh Yeshiva Yerushalayim of the eponymously named Senta's Yeshiva. How are the Yid Yerushalayim dealing with the situation? What is he telling his Bachram? Uh, you know, this, it was such a terrible divide in Kral Yisrael. It was so painful. And now that everyone is coming out with so much love and, and everyone is, is, is so much, um, there, there's no mechitzas. And, and, and people that were, were so anti anyone putting on tefillin, and now there's, there's hundreds of pairs of tefillin going to, to, to the soldiers and thousands of pairs of tefillin. And there's so much the outpouring of love. Kral Yisrael, has, there has been such a tremendous, in here in Eretz Yisrael, a tremendous aliyah that's happening in, in, in Achdus, and people are, are encouraging each other. It's absolutely beautiful. We'll have Rabbi Daniel Gladstein, prolific, Mechabesvarim, author, uh, speaker, uh, Rav. He's talking about the Torah view on the situation. Fascinating word he's going to say about how this is a, a war that every single one of us has an element of responsibility and ha- can have an impact on the outcome of this war, how each one of us can have an impact on the outcome. Really fascinating conversation with Rabbi Gladstein. This war happened because of me. And my actions will dictate the outcome of this war. And this is a true and empowering thought that every Jew is obligated to have and to think and to feel with every fiber of his being. 
And regarding this battle, nobody could say, you know, what's my value? What's my worth? What's your worth? You're only the most important part of this war. Every single Jew has to say that the, the outcome of this war will be because of them. Before we go to our guests, I'd like to say a thought both on the Parsha and something about this really terrible tragedy that occurred this week. And also issue an apology that's 40 years late in coming. Everybody's asking, what can I do? What can I do? People are buying um, vests and sending tickets and sandwiches, and all wonderful. I want to look at it, I think, on a deeper level. This is, we have over here, Baruch Hashem, a very serious crowd, a very intelligent crowd on Yeshiva Shalmaila. So it says, this week's parsha, Vayitzer Hashem Aleichem Esadam. So the Gemara in Echadin Imamonis asks, why did Hashem create a single man? Why not create, you know, cities? A, a mature world with cities and countries, etc., parachute of the Mauritian into the, uh, into the 20th century. So the Mishnah says, because there's something powerful here. If the whole world was created just for Adam, that means the Rabbani Shalom created entire Bria for one person. Who? For you. Adam Nivra Yechidi. To tell you that the whole world was worthy of being created just for you. The whole world was created for you. And all of, don't you see the entire world through your eyes? Right? It's amazing. Everybody sees the world through their eyes. That's what the Mishnah says. You know, 40 years ago, I was learning in the mirror. And a friend of mine was learning Bechavrusa with Moshele Salavechik, the brother of uh, uh, now the Rashiva of Brisk, or Ramishua Salavechik. And the Israelis bombed the nuclear reactor in Iran. I don't know if you remember this. Maybe you weren't born yet, many of you. They sent in 10... ten, ten it was a miraculous thing. They went through Saudi Arabia, a, a blind spot in Iraqi radar, and they, and, and they flew over Jordan, and actually the king of Jordan saw the Israeli planes, and he called up, but the, the phone was there. The guy was... And they destroyed the reactor. The whole world was tumbling. So this friend of mine who was learning Chavrusa with Moshele said, said to me, he said, you know, Moshele walked in the next day and he told his Chavrusa, Vos mentos fabrisk. What does the bombing of the nuclear reactor mean for brisk? And I remember I was just chuckling, like, wow, that's a funny way to look at the world. It's like sort of seemed very silly to me. But 40 years later, I think I'm smarter now. And I say, if everybody's worthy of saying, the world was created for me. In fact, the, the Mishnah says they used to admonish Adam, who were testifying in a capital punishment case. Be careful not to lie. Because if they, this person dies and you were dishonest with your Adam, you destroyed an entire world. That's how powerful. Each one of us is at the center of the world. And Moshele was right and I was wrong. What does it mean for me? And if this happens in each of our worlds, we have to ask, if I am the center of the world and they killed so many Eden, what did I do? What black gaping hole is there in my world that really needs a ticken? 
You know, the Rambam in Hochus Tshuva says a similar thought. He says that everybody has to see the world, that it's 50-50, half Chayiv and half Zakai. And what? Chata, if a person did an Avera, the whole world is, is totally on you. Think of how powerful, on one hand, how frightening it is, has happened because of me. But they wonder, what can you do? Boy, what can I do? I know some places in my life that are big black holes that need tikkun. And maybe if I had been misakin one of them, this wouldn't have happened. And maybe that's my tikkun, to be misakin it for tzaddik yisraelim, so that Kal Yisrael should be matzliach in Gaza. And the Mishnah in Brachas, many places in the Mishnah, echoes this thought. It says, Ben Zayma saw uchlus al gabei ma'ila baharabayis. He saw a huge crowd of goyim, an army of, of goyim, umesayilam and harabayis. And he said, Baruch Chacham Harazim, Ben Shedrabayinisholm, Shabaruch Kol Elul, all of the world was created just to be Mishamish me. And you know, if this is my world and I'm a for it, I have a lot of fixing to do. And I think that's a message over here. Your world, my world, we have a lot of fixing to do. What is that black spot in your life and in my life? In Ben Adam Lachaveri, could be Ben Ishwa Ishtai. Could be Ben Adam Lamakaim. It could be in a person's Yerushalayim. It's tired. Everybody knows there's one big black hole. I should fix that. I think that's a message, a clear message that the Rebbeinu Shalom is sending us from this terrible tragedy. In the week, we have a Yitzra Shemalekim as Adam when a person is supposed to say, "Bishvili Nevraelam." Let's go to our riddle of the week. We're going to ask just one riddle this week. And the riddle is a very interesting riddle. It goes like this. You could ask this riddle on every Shabbos, so it's a, it's a very good riddle to know. So it says in Medrash, Rashi brings it. Medrash Rabbah Yud Tess. It says, He didn't do work on Bayeim Hashvi. What does it mean, Bayeim Hashvi? So Rashi says, Exact second or millisecond when Yom Hashvi started, that's when the Rabbi Nishol finished. So it seemed it was Bayeim Hashvi because Rabbi Nishol was able to be Mitzamtim the exact time. That's what Rashi brings over here. But Rabbanu Shalom is kechut hasaira, so it's nira kilukala b'yayim. So that's why it says ve'yichalikim b'yayim ashvi. So here's the question: There's a din of Taisvis Shabbos, and what do the Rishayim say? The Ran says the din of Taisvis Shabbos is not in a zman of Suffolk. Taisvis Shabbos means even if you know bein Ashmashis is Suffolk, you have to be moisif before bein Ashmashis into Friday. That's the din of Taisvis Shabbos. So it's good the Rabbi Nishalom knew exactly the second, and he was able to chalvayim ashvi. But the Rabbi Nishalom, he's a shaymer Shabbos too, right? Why wasn't he mekayim the din of Taisvis Shabbos? That is our riddle of the week. Here's the list of the winners of uh, those who got four out of the seven riddles. Right? We had Shol Meir Suisa, Kalman Goldberg, Sruli Modis, Hillel Grossbaum, and Irvin Steiner.
We got a lot of wonderful answers. Uh, many people called in, but these are the ones we thought got four out of the uh, seven, right? And we'll, we'll, we'll be sending them their prize sometime probably next week. Now, next week, we're going to have Ari Wasserman. Rabbi Ari Wasserman is going to, I'm sure, have a fantastic program like he always does. And um, he, he puts so much koichas into it that we really, we all owe him our so many hours of work and prestigious work and prodigious work as well. But the week after that, I'm going to be doing one on guns and shul. I will be speaking about, uh, are there sh- shilas of muktza on a gun? Uh, is it a, is, are there isurim in New York, right? Um, the shilas of haitzatz and isa daraisa. So is it, uh, if you carry a gun, would that be a heter? Could, could it be considered an article of clothing? So we'll be going through, uh, it, what has a din of pikuach nefesh? I mean, how far does pikuach nefesh go? Do you say because somebody, you know, somewhere said there's a, there's a threat, does that rise to the level of pikuach nefesh? You know, you need one in a thousand. It's, uh, you know, hard to make that argument here. So the, and it's v- very relevant because, you know, we should have some type of protection in shul. You know, so some, some shuls can afford to have guards, et cetera, but many can't. And even if they can, shouldn't we be armed? I mean, don't we as Yidin, shouldn't Yidin know how to take care of themselves? You know, they say a story once that there was a, a whole bunch of people leaving shul one day and they saw two, you know, they're weaving shul, a crowd, and they see two hooligans walking down the street. So they look at each other and they say, you know, uh-oh, there's two of them and we're all alone. I mean, haven't those days passed? I personally think every Yid should know how to use a gun and should own a gun, you know, given our history over the last hundred years. So we're going to be speaking about guns and shuls, halach um, lamaisa with, uh, you know, leading paiskim rabbanim, etc. If you want to leave a message by phone or dial in by phone to listen, in America, our number is 732-806-8700. In England, it's 44, like that's the country code, 33011-70250. In Eretz Yisrael, it's uh, 02372-0304. Now let's go to our wonderful guests. How are you, David Lichtenstein? Okay, how are you? Okay, so you're a parent, your son goes to yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael, he came home for Pesach, and now the question is sending him back. And the Gemara talks about sending someplace to a place where it's Shriach Hazeka, where it's uh, where there could be a Sakana. Um, I heard somebody told me that Rabbi uh, from Patterson, Rabbi Swerdloff, well, none of the boys, he told them that they're not going to Eretz Yisrael this man. What's the Rosh Hashiva's opinion about this? Now Rosh Hashiva, I'm just uh, dying in a row. When he is dieting, I think Rabbi is very learning in Eretz Yisrael, and he has Chavuses there, and he's happy he places learning. He should go back. It's not so much, I don't see it as Shechazeka yet. Right now, everything's okay, and hopefully the matzah will get better, which it seems is heading in that direction. Bochum should go back to Etisol. Those who are there already have chavuses and learning there and happy there, they should go back to a place with learning. 
Now, the, the reason why I mention it is because there are, I was there when it started, the last few days, there are sirens that go off daily and people have to go running down to the bomb shelter. But you don't... It's still worth it. It's still worth it. Still worth it. Learning, if, they, if, they, if this is the place they want to learn, they're happy there. If they go sometimes to a bomb shelter. Yesterday, I was told they didn't have to go at all to a bomb shelter. Baruch Hashem, I think things are getting better there and uh, the people should go back there. You have to go a few times to a bomb shelter, so it's all worth it. And, and even though the Gemara says, the Gemara in Brachas, the Marshal says, And Eliyahu Navi told him, um, he says, you shouldn't, have been machnis, you shouldn't have been machnis yourself into a Sakana to go into a Churba. It, you don't believe that this rises to that level. Nope. Not that level. That's Sheikh Zeka here in United Israel. He's going to learn, and we need schusim. Anything we need is schusatayr. Of course, this, the army is going to fight, do whatever they can. We have to realize the only way we'll win this Muhammad is schusatayr. No other way. And if they learn there, we need as much schusim as possible. If they learn better there. We have more schusim to win this war. And what would, according to Rav, what would be considered Sheikh Zeka? Shehazeka would be something a lot more than this, you know what I mean? The bombs are falling all over Yishalayim the whole time. A few missiles hit that to Saul, hit Yishalayim, and, uh, and there was no, and I understand there was no one hurt also. I don't think, and, and, uh, I, I don't think it's a Shehazeka. Okay. We need, we need this Chusatea, that's it. So would you say the same thing for seminary girls? In my opinion, I mean, I'm sure there are people out there disagree and get a bathroom, and then people are the good girls. My Aniyah's daiti, I think the girls should all go back. For the girls who are there already, they should stay there. They should not go back and live. They have this one year in Israel, which is full of Ruchnius. It's going to be the whole future in, the, in being a, a Basi soul, being a mother in, in Klai soul. They, they need all the Ruchnius they can get to fight against the tumor today that's in the streets. They need this year's most important year of their life. They should stay in their soul, not come back. They're not in danger. Okay. Now, the, the Israeli um, uh, press is, has asked, they said there's a shortage of doctors in Eretz Yisrael, and they're asking medics, any medic internationally who could come to Eretz Yisrael should please come, especially that they're about to invade Gaza, and they feel that they're going to, you know, they're going to need more medics. Um, is, if somebody is a medic, is he allowed to be machdus himself into Sakhan? To to go there and actually let's say go to, towards the front lines, be you know in in the, in the in the area of the Gaza to support the Israeli army. I feel they can go and they're doing a mitzvah. Of course, they put themselves in the sakana. So is a, a doctor, even a regular doctor puts himself sakana. He does surgery when he does things in uh, even in America. He he puts you know other people to sakana and so on. I don't see a problem him going. He's going to Shem Shemayim to help Yidden. And so on. I think if someone is able to do it, he should go. But again, he has to have issues from his wife and from his family. Okay. And is he allowed to put himself into a makam of Vadre Sakana? That's that's that that that, that is a shayla nachrendi. Show me there's a whole shayla paiskim if you put yourself into Sakana or not. Uh, the the mahalach was until now they're allowed to even a regular doctor should ask the shayla even an Israeli doctor should ask the shayla can he put himself out of sakana that's why when a person comes to the doctor he puts himself constantly sakana when dealing with diseases and so on he's constantly sakana so I think a doctor a medic is allowed to certainly do, put himself in sakana there's even though the the it's not a chiyah for him to go but it's a mitzvah to go. 
So even though the Pice can bring the advance that says that if there's a Sakhanus Nefashias, he's a Chassid Shaita. In this case, it's not considered Chassid Shaita because he's doing it to help other people. I mean, the, the question, how could a person become a policeman or a fireman? He's putting himself constantly to Sakhana. You don't see anyone say it's hostile for them to become a doctor, you know, to be a fireman and policeman. So it says that uh, it's not always 100% Sakhana. Here also, it's not always 100%. Not always are they in the front lines, and not always are they uh, mainly to take care of the wounded. Now, of course, it's possible to, you know, something has shown could go wrong, and he can get hurt. But, uh, but, but I think he's doing a mitzvah, if he can. And again, it has to be vicious of his family. Right. Even though they're the, 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 you know, for, for a Parnassa, the argument could be is that it's different because the Gemara says, I love Ahar, I love Kevis, I love Elon. Whereas here he's not doing it for Parnassa, he's doing it for. for... He's doing the Lashem Shemaim. He's not doing it for money, he's doing the Lashem Shemaim with it because he wants to help save lives, which they are doing. They saved many lives. Every extra medical is there is going to save lives. Sometimes it can be a difference of, of five minutes, ten minutes to save a person's life. And you have more hands there, the more lives they'll save. Would a person be allowed, if somebody sees somebody drowning, would he be allowed to jump into the water to save the other person if there's a chance that he could get hurt, or would he be considered in that case a chasid shaita? Such a case, I would say, it's a almost a vada. Let's say there's undercurrent or something like that. If it's a mokam mamish sakana, then he should not do it. But I don't see this as vada mokam sakana. Who says first of the put in the front lines? Second, in front lines, who says he can get hit and so on. And a lot of most doctors came out healthy. It came out from the past wars, came out, uh, came home. Of course, there are cases that people were hurt and so on. But Ruba de Ruba came back okay. Right, right. What about a yachid? Is uh, talk to about the soldiers themselves going to the front lines. I mean, are they allowed? Well, how logically? How do we look at it? Are you allowed to be master? The Mechamas Mitzvah, the Gemara says in Saita. This is the Mechamas Mitzvah. They're attacking you, fighting them back as a city of Mechamas Mitzvah. You, see, you don't think when it was the wars were in, uh, uh, in time of the Nevi'im, uh, where people weren't killed in the war, they weren't killed. But that's part of Mechamas Mitzvah. So, a Mechamas Mitzvah says, Afilu Kala Mechupasa. Would a Yeshiva Bacha, if he, if, Yeshiva if Bacha should be sitting and learning. He's fighting the war from, from the Shtanda. Yeshiva Bacha should say, sit and learn, not go serve in the army. He should be sitting and learning. I'll tell you a story. In 1956, Ben Gurion met Sani. He was a Shiva of Hebron. And he, said, and he told him, it was after 56 war. He says, us, Chilonim, we were able to tell our children what we did to save the country. What are you going to tell, what the Yeshiva Bacha sitting in the base Medrash uh, can say what they did to help in the 56 war? Sani says, we're going to say that we won the, we're the ones that won the war. We said, tell them, we davened, we learned, basmada, we mechazek ourselves, and leave we won the war because, the reason you won the war is because we were sitting alone in the base Medrash. We were the real Chayolam. That's what Cheskosani told us to uh, Ben-Gurion. So, so when it says kala mechupasa, afilu kala mechupasa, but not a yeshiva bacha. Yeshiva bacha should be single learning. He does more for it. He'll do more. Yeshiva bacha should sit and learn the base majesh. That's the job. Learn by smada. He may be kala himself, you know, the Torah or the mitzvahs, tshilbatziba, and so on. And that's a big schus for Klaisol. And we need these schusim. So I have a question for the Rav. It's a and a and we have to change the Gzera. So I have a question for the Rav. The, the, by by Yitzim Olchama, it says, Miho Ish, Sarashi says, Asha Yore, Sarashi says that he was Yore Michecha Biyada, even if he sach, Bein Tzilin Shal Yada, Tzilin Shal Rosh, he should go back. So in the Torah's wars, the people who had Averis went home, 
And so is war, the soldiers and the people were like the Shagasai and, and so right, right. on. So why, today, that that so why today is it reversed? We're saying the yeshiva boys should sit and it's, they're not, they're not yeshiva boys who should fight. It seems like carried from the way that the Tyrish dolls it out. The, the Messias today has changed. The Messias is that the, the, the ones who go to Kiregas and Shagasaya don't go into the war. The Messias is their job is sit and learn. Why? That's the Messias today. But there's no, but the yeshiva should be sitting and learning and not join the army. Now, if, if a soldier is in the war, right, um, and he, he could do something that's less Masukin and stay safe or more Masukin, but, but be more effective in his goal. It has to do what his commander tells him. Each, each uh, unit has their instructions, what they do. He has to follow his commander, and that's it. You know, there the are people who are just regular soldiers and people who are leaders. Wherever the leader leads them to, that's what they should be doing. Can't change what, what his leader tells him to do. So the din of being machnis yourself into a sakana would not have any. Is a person allowed to put themselves in a sakana gomer to be matzil, uh, 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 um, um, um people of Kali Yisrael? In this case, it's a tzolus, it's a mechemes mitzvah. Yeah, they're allowed to do it, it's a mitzvah. So would women, women then in effect be, would the din of kala mechopasa, would a woman have to help out then today too? So you look at the mafoshe in the sechta saita, it's not saying that the women are going to fight in a war and take care of food, be in the background, helping the soldiers. As Kalim doesn't mean she takes on arms and starts shooting and so on. But it means Kalim that she helps in the war. So you, people in the back, you need people in the back to help the people in the front. Make sure they have the meals, make sure they get their, their clothing, they have proper clothing and taking care of themselves and so on. That's Kalim They don't mean they take arms and, and go fight. They're, they're in the background helping the soldiers. Right. A person in America... What obligation do they have to be helping a Mohammed's mitzvah? They have a serious obligation. Everyone, every person in the whole world, besides that, they're not living in Israel, in they should be davening, they should mechazik themselves in learning, make us some certain kabbalas, they should do certain things. Every, we need chusim. Christ only needs now. More people sing and learning, more kavayit and mutayah, and, and uh, be careful in certain things, certain mitzvahs, and cut down Lush and Hara and so on. All these things are schusim for Klai All the rest of Klai is there to help, to help our Yidin, our brethren. The way we can help them, we can't fight, we can't do what we could do, we could daven, and we can learn Torah. Be more, stronger, even those who have careers should have stronger careers. If they learn an hour a day, they learn two hours a day. Whatever they should do, should machazit themselves. They should machazit themselves. when they daven. That's the schus. will help them in the war. That's what we could do to help our brothers in that to so who are fighting the war. So we have to do our part in America. We have to mimabeschusen, help out whatever we can. In Mominus, now there's going to be a lot of tourists in that to so. They're going to need more money because people lost their houses. People are, are, are sick, are wounded, and so on, can't work, and so on. There are many eating now without jobs because they can't work because of the war. Their soldiers have to go out to the, to the front. There's no panos in the house. We in Chutzot have to come up and help our brothers, and that's Israel, and financially, and besides, besides davening for them. We have, to, we have to come forward. I'm surprised there hasn't been no organization set up yet to have something like this set up. Just like we had in Ukraine. We did it in Ukraine. They raised a lot of money for the, for the Jews in Ukraine. There should be some type of kupa set up in, you know, by Fumi Yidin, for Fumi Yidin, 
to help them, the ones who don't have the panasa, and the ones who have to go out there, there's no, there's no more income coming in. We have to do our best to supplement it. That's our job. Would you say that the Sinas at Tzedakah Tarot Yisrael right now has a Kedima to other Tzedakahs? Well, Ani Yisrael says in Shulchan Aruch, Ani Yisrael is a Machlokes in Paiskim. Is it equal to the Yircha or the better? It's a Shailan in the Achrenim. Some say for another Achrenim. But the Maisa is, uh, we have to help both. We have to help people locally, we have to help people that so. And Baruch Hashem, today, the film community has enough wealthy people, enough people of Baruch Hashem make a nice panosa, and there's money for both of them. Rabbi First, thank you very much for your time. Call to bye. We have the honor of having to join us from Washington, Hagoyen Rabaran Lapiansky. He's Rosh Hashiva of Greater Washington, Machab of many Sfarim, including timepieces, which I've read many times. He's a Talmud of Reb Chaim Shmulevitz, Talmud of my Rebbe Reb Nachum Pertzavit, Zechatavit He's a Talmud of also Reb Moshe Shapiro, Zechatavit Lebracha, Hagoyen Reb Moshe Shapiro. He's the son-in-law of Rabbeinish Finkel, which means he has all the mirror royalty blood. Welcome, uh, Rabaran. So tell us, what would Reb Moshe Shapiro say? Right. <laughs> I will tell you the story. You thought, someone came to him that there's a boy whose parents are getting divorced. The young boy, his mother is not emotionally stable and not then off the derech. And the father is from and you know fine, but he's married to a man. Where should they try to get the child to? And Moshe said, I don't even think Reb Chaim Moshe would have been asked such a question or something like that. Uh, I think was sometimes. But what's what's the message? But what should a Ben Tyra be taking out of this? So first of all, I think the knowledge that we're in the dark, that there's so much we don't have vision. It started with Nevoa being gone, and then starting with Basco being gone, and and it, it's I, just the fact that we are. Uh, bemuddled. It's um, we don't know what's happening and what's going to happen. And as as we're talking, it's a, a huge question mark looms. I think just understanding what it means being in Gullah's big time that we have no no real apparatus for knowing. You know, it's it, it's so everyone looks back and says the people in Europe why didn't do this? Why didn't do this? Why didn't do that? The people in Europe. I had no idea. And, and and we just have to get used to the fact that, that, that it's part of our curse. It says in the Pasuk for Easter, you know, you would be megashish, like uh, a summa bafela. It's it's dark and you can't see. And and so you're helpless and no one can help you. That, that's what the klola is. It's, it's um, you know, so we have to do what we have to do. We have to do the halacha to, 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 to do things in filler and shuv, etc. But that we don't understand and, and we're just um, something something's happening and we don't know what's happening and how do we look at israel's choice to go into gaza which will ultimately mean that they're going to probably kill the 150 hostages right like how do you look at that you know either halachically hashkafically i um i this tishabov actually i i read during one of kinnis there is a safer written by the vites nadayan um, slips my mind right now what's the name, but he has an akdama about some of the horrors that he went to in the concentration camp. And he had a father who came to him that his son, the Gestapo, made an accident. They rounded up a lot of kids. His son is one of them. And he could save his son. He had, he had some money. He had something that he could that he could trade off. But they would take another and child instead. They'd take another child if they allowed to or not. And the Vazendine told him, I can't answer that question. You need a Sanhedrin is. And this person kept pushing him. 
And he said, I can't. And the Yid finally said, if you can't dance, it means that I can't do it. And therefore, I'll leave my child because that's what Hashem wants. Very, very powerful. I mean, it's something that from our long point of view, needs tremendous shoulders, tremendous behirus hadas. The one thing, and again, I'm, I'm, I, I, I am... I fall short. I mean, fall short is the wrong word. I'm not saying to any of, of the above. I just want to comment on the, the vice the rav sock. I would just, you know, the shach in uh, it's in a really strange place. Like Hilchas Karkois um, yeah. brings a shaila, a similar shaila to this, and he right. brings a raya. He says, it, but David was mispal for mifibayshes. Right. That they that they shouldn't take him. They should take somebody else. Right. So he brings a raya that if you that um, that in other words the question is how is David allowed to be mispal that the urmatumim shouldn't light up by mitzibayshes and that he knew that the uh, who was it the Givainim wanted to kill X number of Shul's grandchildren like ten grandchildren right, right. so he brings a raya from that that if you could make a hishtablus that you're allowed to that's uh, I'm just quoting right. a shot right, that's that's from, right. from a hundred years ago in my mind about the shaila right. yeah, but but. but, um, but I mean, here, uh, the two, I mean, again, I, I, like, I, what I'm saying has zero shy of being able to pass them, but it, the minute, the, the problem is the minute they get a whiff that, that they can get away with, with hostages, there's no end. In other words, um, big suffix of the hostage will survive, no matter what. And once they learn that they can make use of a hostage, they just have to grab one person each time. And we're Mali one person, Mali a hundred people. Um, it, it, it's, uh, I mean, the Hamas now is, is, is an existential threat to Israel. And it's, it's, it's not just a question of a mikra, like if somebody stole something and somebody wants the hostage or let me go. It, you're talking about um, a real fight to the death. And I think they understand that if they collapse, they collapse for good. And Chasver Shalom, if we give in, I mean, they're the ones that are doing the killing, and, and I, I have terrible foreboding that whether or not um, we do anything, I'm not sure, it's hard for me to see the, the hostages being returned. I don't know. Unless you take something from them that they really care about, which I don't know what that is, and um, make some counter threat, I don't, I don't know. It's... Uh, now, the Rambam writes in, 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 in by Muhammad's mitzvah, you have to give the enemy a, 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 a one side to escape. Right. Because you, you, you can't surround them from four sides. You have to give them. A, would, would, would this have a din of a Muhammad's mitzvah? And if it did, would, it, would something like this be in a gay here too? So, in the Muhammad's mitzvah, over there, we have the right to the land, and we're not out to kill them per se. We don't want them on the land, and therefore giving them a way out is a way to get both together. Um, if they would be willing to emigrate to any place else, I think that would be that would be fine. I don't think there's any materials like that. I don't, that's not what they're interested in. And, um, well, the, well the, I'm saying they have no place to go. They're surrounded right. they the ocean, so, so. The, the, the Egypt, and, 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 and Israel. So well, Egypt is fine, you know, as far as I'm concerned. With Egypt but I don't mean that, but they, w- they won't let them go. So I'm just curious, yeah. halachically, you know. Halachically, it's a, it's a, the reason is because the matara of it is, for instance, a molek, if the person is out of the story no matter what, then letting them run away is, is just pushing off the, the day of decision and further. It, in the Muhammad's mitzvah, the primary Muhammad's mitzvah is a Muhammad to take out Israel, 
that rice belongs to us. And if they can they can run away and leave us without to throw, that's fine. We, there's no 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 reason to want to kill the other people and and so on. So no, I don't think they will apply over here. So they would have right now. They have a din of a right if, and 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 a right if there's no din, you don't let a right if go. One hundred percent. The one the, the one issue should be what what will will help us ensure safety going on further. The real problem is, and I I think you know if you look at it, um, if you look at, if you think about it seriously, let's assume the Hamas to succeed in routing the Hamas totally. Let's say every person, quote-unquote, is a, a car-carrying Hamas person is killed. We're still left with two million people there. And the conditions are such where they're, they're not, it's going to breed the next generation because they don't have reasonable people that are telling people, listen, and what do you care if an Israeli flag was waving? You can earn money, build up this place, and, um, you know, and have what you want. What's the difference? You don't have that, so it's a question to be whatever the name of the next generation wants to be the next one. Ain't talking about two and a half million people. It's it's a, it's a it's kind of a, a quarter or twenty five percent of of the population. It, it's, and besides the West Bank, I don't know the the big big picture. What is what is the solution? Is is very very hard to see. Um, you know, it, it's somebody that you know they said that when when they talked about establishing a country in Medina. You know, everyone's talking about England, Turkey, but no one thought of the Arabs. They're there. And again, I know all the history, and I know, yes, how many were there, and I went out there. But at the end of the day, right now, you have a very large population who feels to the core of their bones that they've been robbed. Even if every single Hamas person is killed, they don't have teachers that are going to say, okay, Kindalach, we're going to learn a new history and a new that. So we, the, the problem is... is doesn't seem to have any real solution in the long run. You know, you know I, I share with you a tire I heard from Amisha uh, maybe yeah. 40 years ago, but it's, it's so on point here, you, you, you may know it. He says it's called Esav Sinal Yaakov, but Yishmael is called an Oyev to Yitzchak. Yeah. So he said, why, why is Esav called a Sinai and Yishmael called an Oyev? So he said, a sine, he said, I think he said it all from the guy. And he said, two things. He said, a sine is mi bifnim, and it's also mi rachik. And he says, an oyev is mi bechutz, and it's bikarev. So what does that mean? He said, the, 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 the hatred for Christianity, for what for the Germans to the Jews is that Hitler wanted to kill a Jew in any corner of the world. Right. Because our existence, the Jews' existence, is, is a kasha, is a pircha on their whole belief in Isaiah. Whereas Klal Yisrael's Esav is called an Oyev, I'm sorry, Yishmael is an Oyev, and Oyev is Mikariv, and it's Mibachot. They have no animosity. If we wouldn't be in Israel, if we'd be in Australia, the Arabs could care about us less. Right. An Oyev right. is, okay. you took my Yerusha. You are sitting in where I belong. Right. So he says, it's, we, we both want to occupy the same space. That's what an Oyev is. I mean, and, it's, and the yeah, hatred of Yishmael, of Yishmael is that of an ayah. That's how he touched. It's, it's very true. Um, there was some in, in, I mean, in the Muslims you had in, in Spain, for instance, you had the Almohads who were very viciously from and anti. But by and large, the Arab world today, it's just because the Jews are there. The Jews would have no claim to Israel. They'd have no, no contact. But be that it may, we're here. We're in Israel, Baruch Hashem. And yet this is, this is a... a, a 
does not seem to have any solution. What do you say? The Arachoner famously said that a year that Rosh Hashanah is Chal B'Shabbos. He goes through a whole Cheshbon and he says it usually ends up being either a very bad year or a very good year. Famously, it's a, you, you, right, and right, I'm just, right. I'm just curious. It's right after Rosh Hashanah, and and the worst day in in Israel's history happens like right after Rosh Hashanah Shachal B'Shabbos. Okay, it said it, and um, it possibly you know to improve it. What what I guess these type of of points I find a little bit bothersome. It, it, it sounds as if all the tragedies depend on some problem in the calendar, you know. It's a technicality, you say. Sounds like a technicality. Yeah, it's like, is, is that right? So, right. I mean, what the no, what the no, Averis, Averis, Jonas, is there no challenges? Akadjkohu is, is leading something big here. Whenever whenever we say, like a Mida, Leomiza, Beraisa, so the Remes is just a clue to finding content. So, Lamash, you could say about, you could elaborate a bit on shape and so on, but to, to make everything, I once had a problem with some first years of Zanesha Torah. There was a boy there who really had serious Shalom Bayes issues, and he had a lot to do to fix. I mean, he had a lot of work that he should be doing. He comes to me one day and he says he went to Makubal and his problems were solved. I said, my gosh, what happened? He said the Mkubal looked at their names and explained that the gematries are off, and that's why he fixed the gematri, added a gematri, took off a gematri, I don't know what he did, now I think, okay. I told him, I really don't understand this, these things very much, but I sure hope it doesn't work, because your last chance of becoming a Ben Adam was having to work like and become a mensch at home. If the gematri avoided the problem, then we got some real issues. Okay. You know, who wants something from us, I don't know what, but you want something. It's Hilchitz, the, the Hilchitz tiniest deals with how to address um, Atzara. So, still, and there's Tshuva, and there's, and there's Tikkun Maitha, all sorts of things. So, so, so those are things that Kaddish Baruch Hu wants, and it's in the context of, of that. Remuzzin, Gematrius, uh, technicalities, what do we gain out of that? So, so what does Kaddish want? Adjust so the calendar? Like, what, what, what? I don't know, that's why. It's a, it's a, it's a wonderful aura. Yeah. Uh, so what? So what? What are you telling Yibachrim? First of all, I think a point is nice about all in the sense, Baruch Hashem. I don't think anyone is hard-hearted in our tzibur, and people certainly are the etzim of the Vedic. But if you don't think about it, you know, we, our lack of empathy is because we don't give it time to think about it. So. If we miss boning, if we take a minute during Shmakoleinu, a minute before Shmanesu each time, to think about the people in Israel. And to me, the biggest, the, 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 the thing that arouses the greatest Israel is the family that an 18-year-old boy is in Gaza. I, I, you know, we, when we send our 18-year-old to Israel, we bite our nails, this, that, the other thing, to send an 18-year-old into Gaza with Tens of thousands of people ready to shoot him, and he's going through through you know a Gehenna, and the family has to sit like that week after week after week. I sat, I, I lived next door to a family in Azadira whose son was serving Shlomo Galil, and '83. Every time the phone rang, they sat down, they turned pale, and they took the phone. I mean, this is what what people are going through. 
And to just, what we don't, Baruch Hashem, we have good meters, but if we don't think about it, then we don't actually act. And I think making some change, small change, but there will be a meaningful change in Tzilla and things of that nature. So sense that, that, that the whole Hulchastainus is that in Eistzara, we need to make some Tikkunim. So I think those are the two things. And we talk, I talked about things I feel are more relevant to the Bachram. That's the nature of it. But to do some Nikuda and to spend a minute just putting yourself in the shoes of somebody who is going through such Gehenim. Do you think that, like, dinners, um, like, like Simchas should be quieter? Like, do you think in our vacations, do you think... Do you think we should be limiting our our, our simchas, our our events? Should we, you know, like things like that? You know, we, I think that you know we have a music of a zechel chum that you're supposed to leave over some. It doesn't by a chas or some dish. You don't fill it completely. It's a, it's, a, it's hard because it's, sub, it's subjective, and you know there are different levels of chasmas, different types. And it's it's hard to make a, a flat out, but it definitely. I mean, you know, by coffee, I'm sure many schools they initiate. We found out the news towards the end of the Friday. We found out that some terrorists are gone, and we shortened our coffee. We cut out the stuff that's kind of over the top, the exuberant stuff. And um, we said till H one, we had a say to Lima. We toned it down. And I think people felt very nefilmous for me. So if people make a conscious effort, and it's muscle delay, definitely a hundred. If Shach once told somebody, people asked him about coolest during the nine days, whatever it was, I don't know what it was, like, yeah. And he said, you know, no one who ever actually sat shiva asking for a cool on this topic. And, and its point was, if you would feel that this was a chasashon, somebody, and that's... Uh, very close, you would tone down. It's a probe. It's part of the of making a chasna is a wonderful thing, but um, but it can be done a little more upak, um, a little more restraint. Do we need a kiddish for chasna bracious? Is it a mitzvah's essay? You yoyt to the kiddish with having two people come over and say l'chaim. So fine. It, it, depending on each on each um, tehila, on each person, Doing something that's a nicker, not business as usual, I think is part of the CSO. If you really felt the other person's side, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have the heart to make uh, something crazy or over the top. Yeah. So you're saying like the Mamayat and Kedeshim and Shoals in general, a sense of availus for Kali Yisrael now. Correct. Correct. It's a, it's a tough time. It's a, the Gemara, it's a Gemara in Tainus that if somebody, if there's a, if, there, if there's a, if there's a hunger in Kali Yisrael and somebody, Shasher Oven, uh, uh, and somebody who, I guess has the means. He does not suffer hunger. He does not show his sad. Then it says terrible things. Yeah, the Rambam says uh, he's, he's somebody who's not who's not a chelik of the tzibur. He ain't chelik olam haba. He's not he's not he's yeah. not made to betzaras kal yisrael. Exactly, he's not made to tzaras kal yisrael. You don't you you, you the, the 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 minimal display of empathy is that there's a clear so it, it is different different people and so on. But people should make a conscious effort to cut. Some things out, um, you know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell them. I'm gonna ask them not to make a kiddush and show this week. We we have a kiddush every Shabbos. So maybe cut down on the kiddush. Oh, cut down. I you know if it's if it's uh, you know cut, it, 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 it cut down. It's so far. I you know each each place kafiyaka. You know, there's no. It's, it's hard to give a club, but cutting down, I think, is a very important part of it.
they're there, and I... And you're right, and it's just starting. The invasion hasn't started yet. The invasion hasn't started yet, and that's where really, I mean, when the bombing from the... What happened, that happened. When the bombing from the air, so okay, but... With the invasion is is that's where all the years this has been. <laughs> I, I will I'll tell you something fascinating. When there's Muhammad Shlomo Galil, so the ladies in Azabir, I lived in Azabir, the women in Azabir got together and they baked cakes for the Chaylin. There was one woman whose husband was more of a Kanoi, and she said she said she I think her husband was the one his best parent. She said that they're very disappointed in the neighborhood. They may they may have to move because the baking cakes for the Chaylin. So. Someone asked her, what's wrong? So she went back to husband. Husband said, because they, they may eat it without a bracha. But you're out of bracha. You can't. So I was there. I was really asked if to ask some personal shilas, but I was there. In those days, was still answering shilas. I figured I'll ask him that. So I told him that this. And yeah. Yes. Okay. So I really asked the adult. So the Yashif looked at me and he said, Wolten sehr Kinder gelitten dort in the bunkerim. They said if their kids would be lying there in the bunkers, they wouldn't ask the Shilas. Yeah. And, and he, Rabbi Asher expressed it with, with angry eyes. Like, you know, it shows, the Shilas shows a lack of empathy. empathy. And the, the Gemara, I would say the Gemara Yuma asks, the Gemara Yuma says that there was, the friends were that there was two Kohanim running up. Right. The, 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 yeah. the yeah. One fell down, and the father said quickly, Grab the kalim and shouldn't become tummy. Right. And the Gemara is a shaila. Is it Tumas kalim the yakir or shvichas dom the zol? This a father being able to think about Tumas kalim when his son is dying does it show a tremendous chashivas for Tumas kalim that despite the fact that 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 his son is dying he's so occupied, or does it show uh, a contempt and disregard for shvichas dom even his own son? More because of the Shaila. You know, it's pushed it because it's Harbi Dom Shafach. Since there was a lot of Shrikh's Domim, and this is a passage going back hundreds of years before, by space Shrikh's Domim is, 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 is old. And, and so some you know, a, a, a person, you know, what's, if we were to feel, if we, if we felt the, 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 the real pain and the real tsar, things would be different. We, we, we wouldn't have this, some of those silence about, you know, foregoing this, foregoing that, doing this. I told him we were talking to school also. So, so the activities that are necessary, kids have to play ball. That's important just because of physical, but they don't have to play it in a certain way. They don't have to, you know, every activity we looked at and asked, is it, a necessity, or is it just over the top? Very good, Gracie Okay, hopefully, 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 we can speak in times that are that are a little bit more happier. Uh, yes, yes Hashem. Okay, oh, good. 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 Joining us from Yerushalayim is Reb Chaim Center. He's Rosh Hashiva of Aderes Hatayra. Welcome, Reb Chaim. Shalom Aleichem. It's an honor to be here. So you're on the ground in Eretz Yisrael. What are you telling you, Bachram? What I'm telling my Bachram is that I feel like, and let me start with this. Uh, obviously, I'm getting my own advice and seeking Dastera on the matter. I've spoken to numerous Gedoli Yisrael about it. Um, that Eretz Yisrael, the Yushalayim at the moment, let's focus on Yushalayim, is not a place of Sakana, and that Bachram can stay if they want to stay. However, if a Bachar or his parents feel like they're not comfortable and they don't feel like they can be at ease here that they can leave and I feel that it's it's a situation where they're really uncomfortable and they should leave let me ask you a question Eretz Yisrael is under siege there's a Mohammed against Klal Yisrael is it really in the spirit to say okay let's run absolutely not um, uh, and uh, the, the, the best place to be is in Yisrael 
environment. It's a place where we want to be. And I would say even more than that, I feel it's the safest place to be. In the entire world, there's nowhere I'd rather be than Yerushalayim right now. But if a person is going to be suffering trauma or if a person is going to be torturing his parents, it's not it's not right to torture your parents, even though we, we don't want to run away. But if parents can't sleep at night because their children are in Eretz Yisrael, then a child should be home with his parents. And even if it's compromising their own security, because I think that the safest place to be is here. So I think you're compromising your security, but if your parents want you home, so then, um, then you should be with your parents. And if a boy doesn't feel like he's able to sit and learn here, doesn't feel like he's able to have Yishuv Hadas. So even though I think it's safe, but if he's not able to get to a place to do that, so then he has to be able to function and to learn and to daven and to, to, to be productive. If he can't do that here, then he should go to a place where he can be productive. Okay. I mean, it's hard to argue with that. I would just say that life gives us a lot of trauma, a lot of challenges in anything we do. And some people say, you know, I can deal with it. If you want to hit me on the chin, go for it. And some people run under the table. And I would just ask the parents, what type of a is that we teach our children to run under the table? So I, I tell you something. I, you know, sometimes life hits you on the chin, and sometimes it hits you over the head. This is a real, this is a very serious situation, which we haven't experienced as a nation in minimum 50 years, and it could be even more than that. So this is, you know, the, the people that really have a, in resilience and Baruch Hashem are able to deal with it. But some people are not prepared; they're just not ready for it. And maybe we should have built more endurance over the course of the past couple of years. But if you're not there, and the, the reality is that they're not functioning, so it's not going to help them to stay. They're not going to learn endurance through that. They're going to learn trauma. They're going to get triggered. It's too much. For some people, it's too much. And they're okay. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not a psychologist. So what are you telling your Bachram from a Hashkafa point of view? You then try to look at it. There's, you know, something happened, you know, to Klal Yisrael. We're a chelik of Klal Yisrael. It's a chelik of our guf. Like, what is, what is the message? What should, what should we be mechazik in? What are you telling your boys they should be doing better? Was there any lessons to be taken from this? Right, right, for sure. Um, so um, I, I, I don't, um, I can't pinpoint like this is the one thing we should be doing and saying it's because that we're not more makbidin Shabbos or we're not more makbidin, you know, or because of our issues with technology. I'm not, I'm not pinpointing anything. That for sure, you know, we were, we spoke on Erev uh, on, on Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah that Rosh Hashanah shechalius b'Shabbos. You should be mechazik in Hilchos Shabbos, and they're doing that. Um, are we trying to do that together? Um, and uh, and to be mechazik in as many things as possible, you know. I, I, um, I, I tell you just me'inyan le'inyan. When when uh, I was uh, sitting shiva um, and I was Gamliel Rabinovich was Menachem uh, he, he he anticipated without even asking. He said to me, "Don't change what you're doing. Just do everything you're doing better." Um, and uh, we have to we have to be better at what at, at what we're doing as much as possible and try to be mechazik and 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 try to live um, a little bit more focused. I, I, I'll share with you one of them, then uh, just a personal vision that I think that it's extremely important for us to, to internalize that and um, and I was so appreciative to the soldiers and we're doing everything we can to try to help them and to try to raise money for them and, and to send them whatever we can to, towards the soldiers but but we understand that that really our protection is solely from our Kaddish Baruch and the story I wanted to tell you um, which happened, my father told us many times, it happened many years ago, Ben-Gurion came to America and he was speaking in, in Yeshiva University. And he was there in a jam-packed auditorium and he said that even though Kali Yisrael is right now under a lot of 
tension with its neighbors. I feel comfortable leaving and being here because Hine loyonam v'leishon shayme Yisrael. And someone in the crowd called out and said to him, What do you mean, shayme Yisrael? Do you mean Hashem or do you mean Haganah, the Israeli militant force? Big tumult in the, in the auditorium and guards quickly came and they took the person away. And, uh, and then he went on with his speech. My father was with Yeshavir uh, Salavechik afterwards in the car. And uh, they were discussing what happened, and Salavechik said to him that uh, Ben Gurion answered the question, but no one heard it because there was so much so much murmur because of what was happening that no one could hear his response. But his response was that he animit kaven to the Shomer Yisrael ha'abamim romim, and also elub gvulot Yisrael. And Bishop Salavechik said that shituf avodazar, as if it's like it's 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 the tzahal or the haganah or it's or it's our technology or militant force, and it's also Boreyolam, purely Boreyolam. And and uh, over here, it, the fact that this happened, I happen to have a son-in-law who who, uh, who was in the army, and where this Pritza happened, where the, the terrorists came in, is exactly where his, his uh, Puga was, where his brigade is. He said, it's not possible. It can't be. There's sensors. There's there's cameras. How did they get? It doesn't make any sense that they got in. But Hakadosh Baruch Hu, this is uh, we 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 will need to rely purely on Hashem, and everything is Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And I think that that's a very powerful message that I'm hearing uh, coming down from Gedolei Yisrael. And what about Yisrael? Oh, for sure, we 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 have to establish, and and we respect the other soldiers, and we thank the soldiers, and we daven for the soldiers. And Hakadosh Baruch Hu gave us all this technology. It's all from Hashem. Uh, all the technology, the Iron Dome, is it's such a miracle. And I remember I've been there to for a, quite a while. I remember when it was first coming out, and they were thinking of shelving the whole thing. It was so expensive, and it wasn't working. And 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 it's such a bracha to have the Iron Dome. And but and and but that's all you know. It's not from Hashem. So this is what I I want to I want to try to um, focus on. I've heard a lot of people say, "What can we do aside for davening, aside for learning?" I think everything else is aside for davening and learning. It's not it's not it's not that you know like, like as if okay, learning and davening and what else? It's, it's, it's learning and davening is the main thing we can do. There's, there's we're going to do ishtadlus and Hakadosh Baruch Hu is going to Beis Hashem through our learning and davening uh, make our ishtadlus be matliach. But, but the, the main focus should be that we have to be mechazek ourselves and be better people. And what I tell my bochur um, um, is that I, I, my, I had the schuss to be in Eretisol my first year was the year of the Gulf War. And that was the most momentous event in my life. Going through that type of situation gave me a, a whole different perspective on who I am and what I'm doing and why I'm here and, and spending my time responsibly and feeling like I, I have to do something and I, I'm not fighting a war. So what am I doing? I'm being a better person. I'm, tr- I'm trying to be a better friend. I'm trying to daven better. That, that gave me, made, it, it made such a difference in, in my life. And, I, and, and, and this is an opportunity for all of us, for all of Kali Yisrael. What I'm telling my Bochum is this is an opportunity for you. Because Bochu is saying you are the chosen one to live through a historic event. Are you going to rise to the occasion and become a better person and a better yid in order to help us in the war effort, that's what we can do. Fabulous. You know, isn't it amazing that the, the, the Aruch Lamer famously said that when Rosh Hashanah's Chal B'Shabbos, it's either a very good year or a very bad year for Kal Yisrael. Yeah. 
Bez Hashem, it's going to be a great year. Yeah. 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 I want to tell you that in Yerushalayim, and I'm, I'm, I'm very local. I'm, I'm really just uh, around in, from my house to Yeshiva, and it's just a few people. The sense of calm and the Menuchas HaNefesh that's here is it's so uh, it's, it's so inspiring. Uh, when I we have tourists, I have a neighbor downstairs who's here for Sukkot, and he he said to me, I was davening that I shouldn't have to leave, and Baruch Hashem, they canceled this flight, so he's here. He says I'm staying. People feel good here. They feel comfortable here, and and we don't see the images that people are seeing in Chutzlar. We don't. I haven't seen any images. Baruch Hashem. I, I saw one picture of uh, of uh, which itself you know is, is terrible of a person who's being covered and held by terrorists. That's it. I haven't seen anything. I know what's happening, but there's a sense of calm because in in Yisraelim we know that Hakadosh Baruch is watching out for us. And the 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 Talmidim that or Talmidos that are leaving, it's, I, I feel it's because they're getting a lot of the nerves that's coming from Chutzlar. It's that people are scared and they're nervous. In Yerushalayim, I really feel like people are are, are really um, they're they're good with where they're at, and uh, I think that that's something that we should um, appreciate. And the achdus that's coming out of what's happening, and the, the, the you know this, it was such a terrible divide in Klal Yisrael. It was so painful, and now that everyone is coming out with so much love, and and everyone is 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 so much, um, there, there's no mechitzas, and 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 people. That were were so anti anyone putting on tefillin, and now there's there's hundreds of pairs of tefillin going to, to to the soldiers, and thousands of pairs of tzitzis, and there's so much the outpouring of love. Kavali Yisrael has there has been such a tremendous in here in Eretz Yisrael a tremendous aliyah that's happening in in, in Achdus, and people are are encouraging each other. It's absolutely beautiful. So you hold that for a, a bacha to stay in Eretz Yisrael now, it's an opportunity to be to be Adarab, to be Nisala. I think that for all of us, it's an opportunity to be Nisala. I think that in Eretz Yisrael, your mom is ground zero, so you're right there. But for all of us, we're all feeling it. And I, and you know, I was talking about my neighbor who's who's so happy to stay here. He said, "I'm more comfortable in Eretz Yisrael than I am in America." But it's not like there's no threat in America right now. It's not like there's the, 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 I'm, I, you know the numbers better than me. But anti-Semitism is skyrocketing. Is that correct? Well, it's certainly come out now. There's no doubt about it. So, so this, it's not like we we're not feeling it even in, in, all over the world. So it's an opportunity for all of us, for sure, people that are here, but for any year anywhere, it's an opportunity for us to be able to uh, to make a transformation and to become stronger and better in everything that we do. Rabbi Santa, thank you very much for your time. That was very valuable to the Rechazak. Thank you very much for having me. And Beit Hashem, we should be blessed to volunteer and dry the pair of your men. Amen. Joining us from New York is the famous Rav and author of the Neil Gladstein. He's a Rav of Kehillus, Deferis Mardachai, and Cedarhurst. He's one of the most prolific Magidi Shurmans over any time. He's a Chaber of Magid Harakia, many Chalak, and welcome, Rav Daniel. Thank you, Abdullah. Thank you for the opportunity. So, what are, what is your average balabas bentaira? What, what can we do? How do we? We feel so helpless. You know, if you're in the army, it's one thing. If you have a Hashem, have a son-in-law. He's a rav in Eretz Yisrael, so he's he works with the they they they, they identify the the, the mesim, the nerugim. So he's involved. He's 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 in his uniform from morning to night. But what is your average person? What do we do to feel that we're somehow able to be mishtatis? 
Look, so there, there are two angles over here. As maminim b'nei maminim, of course there's a war zone and there's a front line and there's a physical war that's taking place and our heart goes out to the soldiers and to their families who are risking their lives to protect Achenu B'nai Yisrael in Eretz Yisrael in America. But as Maminim B'nai Maminim, it's our Messiah that this war is uh, Nishrash, it's rooted in Shemayim. This is a physical war that's rooted in the, the world of uh, Ruchnias, where there's a battle taking place between Yishmael, the force of evil, and Kla Yisrael, the force of Kedusha in this world. And regarding this battle, Every single Jew is on the front lines. And regarding this battle, we all have to wake up in the morning and say, I'm not just a soldier, I'm a general. You know, this is Parshas Bereshis. We're obligated to, see, to say, the Yavashim created many horses at the time of Briya Sa'ilam, many cows, many rabbits, many bears, but he created one man so that each individual should say, the world was created for me. And understanding that the world was created for me means this war happened because of me, and my actions will dictate the outcome of this war. And this is a true and empowering thought that every Jew is obligated to have and to think and to feel with every fiber of his being that whatever time I usually go to Shachlis, well, we're now in a war zone, so I have to make sure that I am empowering the Jewish people with my tefillah, with my mitzvah, with my decorum, with my limonat Torah, with, with my chesed. And regarding this battle, nobody could say, you know, ma'ani or ma'chayai, what's my value, what's my worth? What's your worth? You're only the most important part of this war. Every single Jew has to say, that the, the outcome of this war will be because of them. And that's a very important thought and a very true thought and a very empowering thought. So, you know, the Gemara tells us in the Sechsa Tainus, uh, it's one, one of my favorite Gemaras. The Gemara says that in the neighborhood of Rav Huna, there was a fire. In, in the city of Rav Huna, there was a fire. In the neighborhood of Rav Huna, there was no fire. Everyone said, oh, it must be Rav Huna. And the Gemara says, no, it wasn't Rav Huna. There was a uh, woman who heated up her oven, her oven and let other families use it. And the whole neighborhood was saved in her zuchos. So very often, it might not be the big tzaddik or the big gaga or the Rosh Hashiva. Sometimes the state of the Jewish people hinges on, it could be any Jew and it could be any Misa. And everyone has to say, it's going to be me. That's our obligation. There couldn't have been a more perfect parsha for this to uh, happen because uh, it, it empowers us. Uh, the Gemara says in, in the neighborhood of Rav, it was the only neighborhood there was no famine. So everyone says, it must be Rav. No, it wasn't Rav. It was a guy who would lend out his shovel for Kvuras Mason. I mean, the whole neighborhood was spared because of one person's Kamilos Hasadim. So th this is something that we all have to feel. We, all of our Avaida, whatever we do, Taira, Avaida, Tfila, Kamilos Hasadim, it has to take on a, a heightened form because we're in the war zone, we're soldiers, we're generals, and what we do will dictate the outcome. Now, in terms of what specifically we should do, it's always important to differentiate between, you know, people want to know, so why is this happening? You know, why, what's the cause? What did we do wrong? You know, that's, uh, that's um, above our pay grade. Many years ago, there was a bombing on uh, number two bus in Israel. So everyone had their suggestion of why it happened and why it happened on the bus. And they asked Rebbe Yashiv, and Rebbe Yashiv said, "Amy Asek Benistaris. You know, we don't know. So if Rebbe Yashiv didn't know, then it goes with that. We don't even have to say it. We don't know. But on the other hand, 
there are things that we do know. And we, we do know how to fight a war. And that's because Chazal have mapped out for us certain techniques and duchlasim that have to be focused on as a targeted effort to, to fight a mulchama. And I also think it's very important to, to recognize the enemy. You know, I think in our generation, when anything happens, everyone's running for chizuk. They need chizuk. They need chizuk. You know, if somebody is starving, do they need chizuk or do they need food? They need food. You know, chizuk doesn't hurt. Sure, it's helpful, but they need food. And if someone's thirsty, they need hydration. They don't need chizuk. Chizuk helps. And if someone is ill, yeah, they need chizuk, but they need medicine. So when you're fighting a war, yeah, we need chizuk. We're broken. We were caught off guard. We feel helpless. But we need to identify the enemy. And the enemy here is Yishma'ah. And therefore, we need to study, you know, how do you fight Yishma'ah? What do Chazal tell us about Yishma'ah? What's their weak point? How do you... How do you fight a war against them? And this is very important. Yes, chizuk, but education, limud. This is no different than any sugya. This is the sugya, the sugya of yishma. So h- how, do we, how do we conduct ourselves against yishma? So we have to look. There are many makairais. Perkid Rebelezer says yishma. Why are they called yishma? I believe Perkid Rebelezer Parkalamid says because Hashem is asid to answer our tefillah when we're assaulted from them in the end of days. That means the role of Yishmael is to elicit powerful tefillah. So that's, that's the order of the day, powerful tefillah. But not just like in general, generic, oh, we're in trouble, let's dive in. Realize there's an enemy here. The objective of the enemy is to elicit powerful tefillah. So let's do that. Now, now we're, we're educating ourselves in the tactic, the tachsisei mochama against Yishmael. The kayach hatfila is a specific kayach hatfila. Or even understanding, okay, Tehillim, every night in my neighborhood, every night they're get atzeres tefila, and we say Tehillim, you know, what's, what's the nekuda of Tehillim? There's something significant specifically about Tehillim against Yishmael. You know, the, the Graf famously teaches that the two final Golas in the Golas Adayim, Golas Esav and Golas Yishmael, and there's a concept of two Meshichim, there's Meshich ben Yosef, who extricates us from Golas Adam. Adam is compared to Ashar and Yishmael, and um, Yosef is compared to Ashar, Bechar Shalai Hadalai. So the Kayach of Yosef to extricate us from Golas Adam. But now we're facing Golas Yishmael. And Golas Yishmael, Yishmael is compared to a Chamar. Hachamar. So the, the Goyim teaches that to counteract Yishmael, we have David. David is Anivarechev Al-Chamar. That Mashiach ben David takes us out of Golas Yishmael. So Tehillim is summoning, accessing, tapping into the Kayach of the Anivarechev Al-Chamar to counteract Yishmael, who is Shvulachem Payim Hachamar. So the more we understand, the more we're educated about the enemy, the more we could appreciate the more meaningful our warfare will be. It's not just, okay, uh, you know, we're, we're in an eight star, so let's daven, let's say Tehillim, let's do chesed. Recognize the specific identity and personality of the enemy will make our avoida all the more meaningful. We're in war. So perhaps it's Kedai to, to revisit a teaching of Chassam Seifer. Chassam Seifer teaches us, How so? That Chassam Seifer teaches is a certain quota of warfare that's in Hashemayim, and by engaging in Melchamta Shaltaira, it sort of uh, fulfills to an extent that quota and it minimizes whatever wars are in the world. So, okay, maybe in general we have certain Siddharim and we learn and we absorb 
maybe now the call of the hour is that our learning should take on a certain intensity, a certain passion. We should engage in Melcham Shel Taira. Yadav Rav Lai, the idea that Hamidei Chacham Marbim Shalom Ba'ilam. Maybe this is the time to have a more heated learning with our Chavrutsa or go to our Rabbeim, our Abanim, and, and ask and be in, immersed in the learning in a, in a more passionate way. That's a way to be in the Mayit Melchama Ba'ilam. Now, these are all ideas that we're doing. Kalisol knows about it. We know about Tadra. We know about Tfila. But to be able to identify why in the current situation these techniques and methodologies are particularly effective. You know, there's amazing um, Rav Chaim Vital wrote a parish on Tehillim called Eitz Hadas Tov. And he identifies that Tarsh Kuf Chav Dalet. So Chaim Vital says, which, which enemy is Adam? Because we know from Daniel that the Arbagoliois are compared to Chayos. Bavel is, uh, Bavel is uh, uh, the a lion, and Paras is the bear, and Yavan is a leopard. But who's Adam? So Chaim Vital teaches, Adam is the fifth Golas. Dalas Yishmael, the para Adam. He's called Adam because he has Mila. So Reb Chaim Vital uncovers the Kayach of Yishmael is Bris Mila. So, you know, that should give us pause for reflection. Their Kayach is a certain, the power of Mila, the power of Kedushas Yisoyed. That's something to think about. We need to up our ante in that area, in Kedusha, well, in, in Milam. It's also, it's, 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 it's you know, Tisha Kavim, Asara Kavim Delusia, the Lailam, Tisha Nashli Ishmaelam. So they're Miyuchad in that, uh, in that. Yeah. So yeah, look, uh, tell you the truth, I wasn't going there, but, but, but we're here now, so let, let's talk about that. You know, you mentioned that's a particular vulnerability of Yishmael. And that's, that's bolstered by other Divrei Chazal, that when Hashem took the Torah around to the nations of the world, and Esav said, you know, what does it say? Hashem said, Esav said, right? But, but by Yishmael, there are Mamari Chazal that Yishmael didn't want the Torah because of Esav. So that's a way of sort of uh, overcoming them, being excelling in Inyane Kedusha. But what's interesting is Rav Chaim Vital writes that Per Kufchav Dalad, which is the fight against Yishmael, ends off. Um, he, he also says that of all the Golosim, many uh, that where they wanted to convert us, Yishmael doesn't want to convert us. They just want to swallow us alive. They want to completely eradicate any remnant of, not Judaism, Jews, to swallow us alive. And the, the Parak concludes, as Reinu b'shem Hashem b'yisei shemayim v'aretz. In this Golos, of course, the Chusim are important, but they're not going to do the job. Against Yishmael, we need Bitachayim. That's the message of David HaMelech, that against the Adam of Lulei Hashem Shahayalanu, it's Ezreinu B'Shem Hashem. So these are all tactics that are revealed to us by Chazal, by our Chachamim Zuchrayim Levracha, and like any subject in Halacha or Hashkafa, Yet we need chizuk. We also need education. How do we fight the war? What are the particular tchusim, merit, mitzvahs that we should uh, focus on? And for for Jews in America, I think as important as it is to to focus on, as we mentioned, the root of the war in Shamayim, and to focus on our of course Torah, Magno Matzla, Tfila, that Hashem is destined to listen to us. 
But the danger, I don't know if I should use the word danger, but we can't lose focus of the, the empathy for the, the soldiers who are fighting the physical war. So it had, there has to be a duality, a recognition of the spiritual source of it, but a, a, a true feeling of sympathy, camaraderie, uh, and being noisy with those who are, are risking their life. And if I could humbly suggest, you know, we say so often that when Kaiso were languishing in the Triumph, we, we constantly quote, Rashi famously says, you know, So we say, yeah, that was a nice thing Moshe did. He placed his heart and his eyes to feel their pain. It's beyond that. It's beyond a nice thing. It's beyond important. Rashi also told us that at the, at, during the Golas, Parsha Vayichi is a Parsha Sasuma. Rashi said, because Nistimu Eimehem Veliban Shal Yisrael. The eyes and the heart of the Jewish people were sealed shut. You know, I can't help but think, why the emphasis that our eyes and our heart are sealed shut? I truly think Rashi is saying that we became so caught up in our personal tragedy that we lost the ability to feel the pain of another and to see the pain of another. That's what it means, nistamu e'nehem v'liban shal Yisrael. Because when a person is reeling, then they can only focus on themselves. How could you even see and feel the pain of someone else? And you know what the problem with that is? That if you can see and feel the pain of someone else, then the Rebbe Hashem deals with us, quid pro quo, mida keneged mida. So the Rebbe Hashem says, kibiyachal, okay, you're not, you can't see or feel someone else's pain, then how do you expect me to accord myself as if I'm acutely seeing and feeling your pain? And that's a predicament we can't be in. We need to elicit that the Shamayim is acutely seeing and feeling our pain. So you know who saved the day? The Raya Mehemna, Moshe Rabbeinu comes. And Nasan Eina, the Levi, Leois Meitzaleim, Moshe Rabbeinu says, no, 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 I'm going to break this cycle. I'm going to look intently at the pain. I'm going to, I'm going to try to feel the pain. Unbelievably, a few psukim later, Vayar Eloikim Esbenei Yisrael, Vayeda Eloikim, Says Rashi, Hashem placed his eyes on the pain of the Jewish people, and he placed his heart on the pain of the Jewish people. Moshe broke the cycle. Now Shemayim says, I'm looking very intently now, and I'm feeling what you're going through. So on, on the one hand, we recognize that the, there's a physical war, but there's a spiritual war that's no less important. And at the same time, we can't be callous in any way. We have to be acutely sensitive that there are Yidin going out there on the front lines, and they have families, they have wives, they have children, who they go to sleep at night, hoping they're going to see their loved ones again. So there, there's a dual war that's taking place. We can't lose focus of either, and we all have to do our part, and our part is extremely important, and our part, we have to say, and we have to believe, and that is the truth, that what we do will spell the difference. And ultimately, like David Amal says in Tehillim, Bekom Aleinu Adam, it's Ezreinu B'Shem Hashem, Baisei Shemayim Ba'aretz. So this week we're reading Bereshis Baralei Kim, Es HaShemayim Ba'aretz Ha'aretz, and we could place our trust in Hashem, who created heaven and earth for us. B'Shol Yisrael Shenikra Bereshis, B'Shol HaTorah Shenikra Bereshis, and we have to strengthen ourselves in feeling that we're not invincible. It's not koichi v'oitzim yadi.
The call of the day is feeling as Renu, the Shane Hashem, our aura of invincibility has been shattered. Not in more than 50 years of this country have we ever been exposed like this. So Rebbe Hashem is reminding us, against Yishmael, become Aleinu Adam, as Reinu, B'Shem Hashem, Oisei Shemayim Ba'aretz. And Be'ezus Hashem, Nasev V'Natsliach. And it's Mavor in the Rishayim that the Ikra Tzila is during a Sara. What does the Chinuch say? Misha Tzarloi V'Leikar L'Hashem L'Hashia Ayn Shei Gadol Shu Kimeser Ashgachat Hashem E'Elav. And that's, you know, the Ramban says the Ikra Tzila is during an Eish Tzara. So the, the Daraisa of Tzila is during an Eish Tzara. So now is the time of Tzimimus Chazik in Tzila. Rabbi Glassie, thank you very much. That was beautiful and profound. Thank you so much.